0: I'm Matt Primo. Welcome to the Two Game Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host Christian Valencia. This is episode two. First off, I just want to tell y'all thank y'all for the support that y'all have given us over the last couple weeks. As of this recording, we've had 35 plays of episode one and we are ecstatic about that. So if you could continue to share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Apple Podcasts. If y'all would, please just leave a review of the podcast on there that helps bump our podcast up to where we can get more views from people that we don't know. Christian, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Dude, I gotta tell you, man. I've been non-stop thinking about this podcast. It takes hours and hours of work, planning, editing. It kind of makes you uh, underestimate how much work that uh, these other podcasters put into it. Or maybe I'm just doing it wrong. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I know a lot of people hire an editor to do all this work.
0: Yeah, I'm doing most of my editing at work now, so I could have a uh, actual family life. But uh, like I said, this is episode two. Today we got a show packed full for you. Shut up. So today we're going to start off with uh, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what we've been listening to. Then we're going to get into some of uh, our first impressions of the Avengers game, Pokemon Unite. And then there's this little news rumor that came out. Uh, over the last week or so. Michael Keaton returning as Batman. And then we had a couple of discussions for y'all. Marvel versus DC, which is better? And then we're going to give y'all some uh, mid-year Game of the Year awards. We haven't played a ton of games, so we're only going to do like a top five. And hell, I don't think we even played five games each. No, not even. Not from this year. So, and then at the end of the show, we'll give you our recommendations on an album game or movie for the week. And we have a packed show for you today, so let's hop right into it. I'm assuming you've been playing uh, The Last of Us. I have. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing, and I haven't had time for anything else other than that. I
1: wish I had time. I, I've gotten 25 hours into it, but that was a week ago.
0: I've added probably about two hours since the last podcast. I'm at Seattle Day One. I'm doing the uh, the courthouse um I'm really
1: not gonna say where I'm at because that might be some spoilers so
0: fair enough I'm okay with that so yeah not a whole lot of labor right there we're, we're still trying to play through the game trying to get y'all to the spoiler review for what I've been watching last week you called me out on not finishing my hero academia and black clover so I have been binging both of those I'm finished with my hero academia were you disappointed did I have to wait yes mm, yes yes I, yes. You- I was pissed I watched the last episode and I'm like, wow, this feels kind of like a season finale. And guess what? It was a season finale. Hmm. How about that? But so good. It's amazing how much that season started off with and then how it ended. The first part of that season, I was like, "Uh, I mean, it's, it's good. But that second half of the season was fantastic. Yeah. Hitching feels. Made y'all excited. It yeah. oh, was great. Especially with, uh, Endeavor finally showing up. I'm like, Wow, this is kind of like Vegeta. I didn't really like it at the very beginning, but I love you.
1: Now he's a savage. So I've been watching Log Horizon. It's kind of like Sword Art Online. People get trapped in this game, but like dying has no effect on these people that they know of. They come back to life after they die. It's an RPG. They have all these different subclasses, whatever. But little do they know, there's a little twist when they die. I gonna spoil if you're going to watch it, but it's pretty uh, interesting so far.
0: If you compare it to Sword Art Online, I'm there.
1: Like I said, it's a style of Sword Art Online. It's not Sword Art Online because there's nothing
0: like Sword Art Online. Okay. Well, I'm glad you just lowered my expectations a little bit. Also, uh, I just finished up 13 Reasons Why with my wife. I gotta say, I'm just very disappointed in that show. Did you ever watch that? No, I've never watched that. So, the first season's about this high school girl that commits suicide. And it's essentially the, the aftermath of that. She goes on some uh, tape recordings and records her thoughts on all the students that was the reason why she committed suicide. That's not creepy. Yeah, super dark. It was a really good first season. They highlighted depression really well and all that. like, like Stuff that would actually happen in high school, they talked about. And then since then, it's just gotten more hyper-realistic. Like None of it would make sense for a high school student. Like, season two, the whole season's about trying to get a rapist convicted this entire season. Which, okay, it's not as good as season one, but it's still pretty good. Season three was the rapist got killed, so they're trying to find out who (laughs) killed the rapist. Yay! Yeah, right? The last season, it's just like they go off the rails. The lead character is crazy, he's hallucinating, he's having anxiety... Like, the anxiety part, I could understand, but he's hallucinating. He he loses track of time, and he goes and does things to, like, vandalism and stuff like that, but he doesn't ever remember it. And then, like, there's other characters that are hallucinating as well, and it's like, dude, come on, man. Do they ever remember hallucinating or doing things? And it's just, like, the the, the acting was just not as good as it has been. Hmm. I had the ending spoiled for me. Oh. Yeah, on Facebook. I love it, man. Damn people on Facebook just spoiling everything. Mm-hmm. So we just we just finished that up, and I think her and I are gonna do do some rewatching of some previous shows that we've uh, we've watched. We're gonna rewatch House and uh, classic, right? And Friday Night Lights, the TV show, even more classic, right? You been listening to anything worthwhile?
1: Uh, I've been listening to a little bit of Cold Rain, uh, Fateless. This was my entry level to heavy metal that my post over here uh, got me into. Great chorus, great singing, a lot of screaming, but then a lot
0: of just regular singing, and, and I'm enjoying it. It's funny that you mentioned them because we heard that that first song off of uh, Fire Force, Fire Force, and that got us both into Crystal Lake. Yeah, which is who I've been really listening <laughs> to. So he's listening to one part of that song, and I'm listening to the other. Other band of that song. They're both uh, Japanese metal bands, by the way, if you're interested. I've been listening to Helix. I go back to the older stuff, and I'm like, I mean, this is good, but it's not Helix. Right. So I go back to Helix. Every yeah. so
1: are you're, you're not wrong. I really do love that. Especially when they made the Fire Force Mayday song. Ooh. I remember watching the anime and going, Matt, you need to listen to this. <laughs>
0: I remember it hitting me in the feels instantaneously, and we both know that never happens. It's true. We spent the whole day listening to the, the whole CD. <laughs> uh, I've also been listening to New Lamb of God. Now, are you a big Lamb of God fan? I'm getting there. It's not. It's baby steps, baby like It's like steps. It's like, they're like niche, almost. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I like every single album or every single song, because I don't. But eventually, they just kind of muddied together, and but that's also kind of one of the things that Lamb of God is really well known for. They don't change their sound too much, but it also, it's kind of like this give and take thing. Like, you don't want it to, you don't want every song to sound the same, but you also don't want to lose your sound. You know, you don't want to be, like, Disturbed and everything sound the same. Or Red Hot Chili Peppers. You and Disturbed. You know Red Hot Chili Peppers is your favorite band. You know better. I would rather stick Screwdrivers in My Eyes than to listen to either of those bands. Every song sounds the same. Prove me wrong. I have. The only songs that... Many times I have proved no, you wrong. Yes, no. I have. The only <laughs> songs that do not sound the same are not even the ones that they wrote. They're other people's songs. And yet, they don't sound the same. And they're the only good ones. <laughs> Except the first CD. first CD is really good. From Disturbed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I will stand by it. They've never been good. They've never had a good album. Mm-mm-mm. You're so biased. And you won't be able to change my mind on it. So, y'all don't even try. I don't know if you saw it, but Seether released a new song called Dangerous. I did not. I listened to it a couple of times uh, last night. The vocal delivery kind of sounds like their previous album, Poison the Parish. It sounds fresh, yet familiar. The sound overall sounds closer to Poison the Parish than it does any of their other albums. It, does, it doesn't sound like Carmen Effect, Disclaimer. doesn't sound anything like Or they're albums. They're poppier albums. <laughs> They have Poppy albums, sir. <laughs> so, if y'all want, go go check that out. I'm a huge Seether fan. I've been since the disclaimer days. So, I, I could be a little biased in that. So, y'all go check out those uh, those things and let us know if any of that strikes your fancy. So, Square Enix had a war table announcement. It was basically like a little live stream broadcast of a game. They were showing off gameplay interviews. And I watched a little bit of it. It was mainly the gameplay of Thor, and I was not impressed with it. What about you?
1: I was definitely not impressed with it.
0: The the graphics just look for for a Square Enix game. It, it just don't look very good. It they, the textures look muddied. It just it looks like a like an indie game almost. Like they didn't put any work into it.
1: Yeah, they didn't really. I think they spent most of their money on. Who is
0: going to be voicing them than they did on any kind of detailing? I I wouldn't even go so far as saying that because the voice acting doesn't sound very good to me. It sounds like a rip-off of the movies. Like they're trying to be Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, all them from the movies, and it's just not working out.
1: No, it's definitely not going to work out. I don't know what they're trying to do. They just need to scrap it and retry. I'll
0: be honest, I'm not looking forward to this game. I'm probably not even going to try it out until it goes down in price, maybe. The... The writing wasn't all that great from what I listened to with Thor speaking. But I will say this. The overall story seems interesting. It seems like a different take on post-Civil War. Because, you know, in Civil War, they all got pissed off at each other and they disbanded. Well, this is a little bit different. Something happens with Captain America. They get framed for for something. And then they disband. And then at some point, they come back together. And it was Thor and Iron Man. They were kind of pissed off at each other.
1: Yeah, they were just trying to fight each other, and then in gameplay, like, they don't want anything to do with each other. It's like almost like a, I don't know if y'all remember the old games, Ultimate Alliance kind of style gameplay.
0: I wasn't thinking of Ultimate Alliance before you said that, and now that I am, I think you're absolutely right. I initially thought it was more like a combination of like, like the speed of the combat was kind of like the Spider-Man game that just came out a couple years ago. Yeah. Not necessarily how it's going to end up being, but just like the style of it. And it almost kind of looked like the Arkham games kind of like a combination of the two,
1: Hmm.
0: but overall I'm not too hooked on it. I don't know if I need to see more, but everything that I've seen from the last couple of years about this game, I just like, eh, I mean, it's
1: four player, single player. There's no co-op unless you do separate missions, first off. That's just crazy. I don't understand that. As many times of these new games you have that a lot of people like to play co-op, there's not there for the main story. So they got a bunch of people to play voice actors for like all these people in different games. Like Troy Baker from Last of Us, Bruce Banner... Jeff Sheen from The Walking Dead uh, Telltale Season 3 as Captain America. Travis Willingham from Critical Role as Thor. Laura Bailey from Uncharted 4 as Black Widow, so that should be a little interesting. Nolan North, Uncharted, Assassin's Creed as Tony Stark. And rumors of maybe a Guardians of the Galaxy to be in the game as some kind of DLC.
0: I did see where they they had somebody a reporter from the Daily Bugle and they had like a little screenshot of Daily Bugle and they were like a little newspaper in there about Spider-Man and they're like, oh maybe the Spider-Man game from a couple years ago is in the same universe, maybe they'll eventually uh, cross paths.
1: I don't know, not with the graphics of this game, they ain't no way gonna touch Spider-Man.
0: Listen, if I'm Sony, there is no way I'm giving that Spider-Man to this Marvel's Avengers game. Not doing it. I don't want you to taint it. Shut up. Square Enix isn't going to get that. (laughs) But uh, if y'all want to, go on YouTube, watch the uh, War Table, just YouTube, Avengers, Thor gameplay, and you'll see what we're talking about. It's just, it's not very inspiring. It's not wanting to hook you on anything. This game is going to be released on September 4th for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia. So, check that out if y'all are interested. So, I know we talked a little bit about Pokemon last week, and we're going to spend a little bit more time this week because the Pokemon company had a new announcement of Pokemon Unite. Last week, they had a little stream of some new games that they were coming out with, and they were like, oh, and by the way, wait till next week for a special announcement. And I didn't tune in. I I waited till afterwards because fool me once, shame on me, you know. And... I just knew that they were not going to come out with anything decent, and that was the case. They announced this Pokemon Unite game, and from what I've gathered, not a whole lot of people are interested in it. Like, the Pokemon fans, they're all like, really? Well, I mean, it's like a League of Legends or a Dota 2. I don't know if you played any of those. No, I... I, No, never.
1: It's pretty much a 5v5 For those who have never played League of Legends or Dota 2, I mean, 5v5 of your select Pokemon that they have, and it's going to be on your phone or Switch.
0: So I'm tempted to see what the graphics are going to look like. It looked like a mobile game, like a really decent mobile game. So how it's going to look on Switch. (laughs) Like an expensive mobile game? (laughs) (laughs) It is going to be cross-platform, though. So if you're playing on your phone and I'm playing on my Switch, we can fight each other
1: they did release um, the names of all the Pokemon so you got Pikachu, Snorlax of course Charmander, Squirtle and Bulbasaur, if you didn't have a Pokemon game with those three, you might as well just not create it uh, Lucario, Clefairy uh, Machop, Fletchling um, and you can level them up that's what I've heard, you level them up as you fight you can evolve them as well learn new moves, but like, it's pretty much a strategy game in a nutshell
0: yeah, so essentially there's a uh, symmetrical map. It's almost like a, like a, kind of like an oval from what I've seen. And like Christian said, 5v5. Each person's going to be on their own end of the map. They have their own base. You're going to catch Pokemon at certain capture points. And while you're doing that, you're also fighting your other enemies on the board using your Pokemon's moves. As I had mentioned earlier, the graphics look meh. Uh, I mean, I'm not expecting too much from a uh, mobile game. Am I going to check it out? Maybe... Not going to make any bets.
1: I mean, I agree. I mean, if we're sitting on the ambulance, like we usually do, we usually don't even have time to do it. And if we did, I mean, I have other things to play.
0: But it's funny that you mentioned, uh, you mentioned this earlier. If you don't have those certain Pokemon, why even make a Pokemon game? Do you think if they ever got it in their head, hey, we're not going to put Pikachu in this game, I think that would be like the end of Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I think so, too, because everybody, I mean, you love the big three, the original, the OGs. But Pikachu is like their sales extraordinaire. Like, nothing without Pikachu, his Pokemon. Okay. I mean, they even tried duplicating different Pikachus, like Meryl. You got the Dinde.
0: That's not his name, but
1: I call him Dinde. And then you got the two Pulse and Minus, whatever Pokemon they are. I don't even. They're like, I bypass them when I see them. I just I catch them just to fill the Pokedex, and that's about it. Yeah, so they tried Pikachu many different
0: ways, and you just can't solve the fat, chunky Pikachu from the OG. I am disappointed that this was the announcement that came out. I was expecting more of a, uh, like, a Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee style game, uh, like Gold and Silver. Why couldn't they make, like, Let's Go Cyndaquil or Let's Go Totodile? Or Let's Go Caterpie. Nobody likes Caterpie. No, nobody likes Caterpie. It's one of those Pokemon that you're like, ooh. And then when he evolves in like four levels, you're like, oh, you kinda suck. <laughs> Pardon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just expecting more out of this announcement. They they kinda hyped it up and it's in the end just a mobile game. And I know I've been kind of searching on the internet to see what everybody else's reactions are, and it's kind of the same thing. Obviously, the MOBA fans out there, the Dota fans, they're all like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, and they're excited about it. But for us, just generalized Pokemon fans, we're all like, I mean, really? Is this, this was it? Shut up. I mean, is it Switch-worthy? I don't
1: understand why you would put it on the Switch. I mean, I can understand a phone drop, whatever. People play on their phones a lot, but just adding it to the Switch? I don't know.
0: But uh, as of right now, no release date, and it's going to be free to start. So this week, we only have one major news thing that's come out that I've seen. And to me, as a huge Batman fan, it is huge. Shut up. Because we both grew up on those 90s, early 2000s Batman movies. And regardless of what our opinions on them now, back then they were amazing. Uh, Especially the first two Batman movies with Michael Keaton. And that is the huge rumor circulating the internet right now. They are trying to bring back Michael Keaton as Batman for the new Flash movie. Now, for those of y'all unfamiliar, the Flash movie has been delayed, I'm not exaggerating, a hundred times over the last, what, four or five years maybe? Before Justice League even came out, they were delaying this movie. It's the one with Ezra Miller, and regardless of what you think about Ezra Miller, I don't really like him nope I do like this concept of bringing back Michael Keaton as old man Wayne
1: yeah I don't know which Flash movie they're making I've heard many things saying they're going to make the Flashpoint movie or just a Flash movie I mean if they just pick one they could probably make the movie
0: now, they haven't specifically, the rumors didn't specifically state that he was going to come back and they were going to try to build a Batman Beyond universe off of this, but I think this is the perfect opportunity to have a Batman Beyond movie, and I want it. Oh, I agree. Batman Beyond movie with him as Bruce Wayne? Uh, Yeah, sign me up. I would rather have this Batman Beyond movie than the new Robert Pattinson movie, if we're being honest. You mean Twilight Batman? Twilight Batman. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> glitters.
1: Yeah, I would rather see Robert Pattinson as Terry McGinnis in the Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne.
0: But he's too old. Terry McGinnis has to be this angsty teenager hothead. He's got to be like 17 years old, and he's got to piss off Batman real easy. Have you not seen Twilight? He's a vampire. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. He, He's a little angsty, but it's more like this awkward angsty thing.
1: So my thing is... If they're going to make this Flash movie and they're going to do Flashpoint, are they going to make him Batman or are they going to make him
0: Thomas Wayne? They better not make him Thomas Wayne. I agree with you 100%, but there's you, that chance. Did you ever watch uh, the Arrow crossover, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, I did watch that. So you saw where they brought Kevin Conroy in? Yeah, sure did. As like a alternate Batman? But they didn't bring him in as the animated series Batman. They brought him in as this Batman that kills people, and it just, it was not good. I do not want them to bring Michael Keaton in and be a completely different Batman. It better be the exact same Batman from Batman and Batman Returns. The rubber suit and everything? Everything. Sweet. Same exact Batman. I watched the first Batman movie last night, and he's still a really good Batman, but he's not my favorite Batman, and we gotta be honest, it it was a product of the times, so it's not like they had the most amazing graphics, the most amazing suit. Yeah, they had to focus on story. Yeah, and part of my issue is the Joker. I think Jack Nicholson's a great Joker. He played it very well. Heath Ledger's still numero uno to me. Yeah, I agree. But he played a very good, like, crazy Joker. I just don't like the fact that Joker created Batman. I will always stand behind the fact that Batman is the one that created Joker. And they kind of do that in this, where he pushes them into the uh, the chemicals. But still, in the very beginning, it's Joker who kills his parents, which turns him into Batman. I don't like that. Batman's supposed to show up, and he's supposed to be stopping crime. And then Joker comes in, because Batman is doing all this good. Yeah, there's no Batman without Joker, and no Joker without Batman. Exactly. But I have some uh, fan casting that I want to bring out. Mm. To you? Bring to your attention? I'm listening. So, for Terry McGinnis, I have two choices. Logan Lerman. He was uh, Percy Jackson. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So, like I said, I'm looking for this angsty teenager. He's a hothead. He's going to piss off Bruce Wayne a lot. Yep. He kind of has like this goth kind of look to him. Like he would go listen to a bunch of metal albums. I mean, it would make sense because
1: Batman Beyond is in the future. That would be the techno kind of emo look.
0: Yeah, yeah. Techno emo, either him or Dakri Montgomery. He was the Red Power Ranger Ooh. in the movie, the previous uh, Power Ranger movie, the one that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we have to talk about it now. I stand behind the fact that that was not a good movie. Friendship makes you morph. <laughs> that is so stupid. I agree. So I can't get away from the Power Ranger subject, guys. You have to bear with us for a second. And we're going to have to go off uh, a rail here. The first, like, maybe 45 minutes of that movie, I'm like, eh.
1: It had potential. It, it really had potential.
0: Did. I'm like, I'm into it. And then it just went, it was like this dark and serious tone. And then they went to this, they went to, like, the tone of, like, a, a Power Rangers movie should be. And it just wasn't executed very well. And the biggest thing was, oh, you have to love each other. We
1: have to be great friends, Morph. Hold hands.
0: And then the, the
1: we're not even going to talk about the Zords, how they became one falling down a lava pit
0: kind of crap is that and then they were talking about tommy being a girl yeah no no no. tommy's never a girl no tommy should never be a girl (laughs) jason (laughs) did frank or nothing exactly either have him in it or don't have him at all hmm cgi you can make him younger again how about that they did it to uh samuel jackson Hmm. winning i had high hopes for that movie and it just it just crashed and burned and i haven't seen it since the only time that i've seen it I agree, I have not seen it again. But Dackery Montgomery was, a, like I said, the Red Ranger. I think he'd be, per- he was also in Stranger Things. Have you watched that? No, I haven't started watching that one yet. He doesn't come in until, I think a couple seasons later. But he plays a really good angsty teenager in that show. And that's why I thought he might be perfect. And then obviously you would have Michael Keaton as old man Batman. I have a uh, choice for Joker, sir. I want to get your opinion on it. I'm listening. He played the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Willem Dafoe. Hmm. I don't know.
1: That that smile gets me every time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he plays a really great villain. That's like
0: all he ever plays. And
1: he's perfect.
0: Exactly. I think he would be an amazing Joker. And the fact that he would be older, he'd be right around uh, Michael Keaton's age in the movie. So he'd be fighting a very younger uh, Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis. But didn't,
1: in the cartoons, Terry McGinnis fight, like, Tim Drake as Joker because Joker turned him into some kind of chemical that we went insane and
0: then turned him into a Joker? I'm going to be honest. I have the box set, the Blu-ray set that came out uh, earlier this year, I think, and I'm going... Once I catch up on Black Clover, I'm going to binge-watch Batman the Animated Series into Batman Beyond. I haven't seen Batman Beyond since I was a kid. It's not like Batman the Animated Series where I know a lot about that show. Batman Beyond, I just remember... A couple episodes here and there. I don't even think I've seen Return of the Joker, which is supposed to be a very good Batman movie. I did. I watched
1: it, and that's that's why I brought that up, because the Joker doesn't exist. Like, he has a gang of the Jokers, whatever, but he turned old Robin, old Timmy, to, like, pretty much brainwashed him and did experiments, and he
0: turned into said Joker, like Mark Hamill Joker, which was pretty interesting. I I would love to see Willem Defoe. You know, these things with fan casting, they almost never never happen. They the studios end up getting some guy and when it comes to Batman, they almost always pick somebody that shouldn't be Batman. Or your first thought was he's not gonna be Batman. I would rather have this movie than the Batman that's coming out, God knows when. That suit. What what do you think about the suit? I don't like it. It's got a weird cape. I don't like that. It has a collar. Is that too? <laughs> like I don't like what are they what are they trying to do here? Are he's, they it's like five pop collars. Cool. I have a picture pulled up right now because I, I do need to be debriefed on it again. The torso portion, I'm like, oh, I can dig with that. Uh, did you hear about what the uh, bat symbol is no. on his suit? No. Allegedly, people were saying it's part of the gun that kills his parents. And I'm like, bro, that's super fucking dark. That is pretty deep. <laughs> and his helmet, I can I can deal with the the torso, the chest the legs all that from his neck up hard pass that looks like a bad ben affleck helmet yeah i will say this it is not the snm batman from gotham you know what i'm talking about yeah i do i just i just don't like the cow at all and the collar just hard pass the the gauntlets i mean it's all right nothing will ever beat the dark knight trilogy batman oh yeah. suit no I'll even go so far as saying the Batman Begins suit is still better than most Batman suits. But the s Batman from Gotham. I'll jump into that a little bit more when we talk about DC versus Marvel. I have to bitch about that show a lot. Did you ever watch it? No. I watched maybe five or six episodes. And I'm kind of surprised that I even watched that much. And everybody knows how much of a huge Batman fan I am. And I could not watch that show. That's disappointing. Yeah. Speaking of terrible things DC versus Marvel I think we can both agree that movie wise Marvel is significantly better at making movies than DC is I'm gonna have to agree with that but I'm gonna play devil's advocate here I will go so far as to say all the DC movies are still enjoyable like if they came on TV you could still watch it you're not gonna go out of your way to watch them
1: it's one of those Sunday days you know yeah
0: I have nothing that's better to do yeah you'll still watch them
1: yeah like
0: Green Lantern.
1: Eh, I don't know if i just sit there and watch that on purpose.
0: <laughs> if if it's there for me to watch, I'll watch it. Even Ryan Reynolds didn't even want to watch it. I mean, oh, there's so much potential with that movie. I know. And they just dropped the ball. But the the thing with Marvel is all their movies kind of just blend together. They're all kind of the same. Yeah. It's more of
1: like, hey, I have to watch this one to watch this one. Because it makes the story make sense.
0: But it's not even that. It's like, I'm, I'm just watching, like, the Thor movies. The first two Thor movies. Obviously, the third one is completely different than the first two. Yeah. I will say that. They should have made the third one, the first two, like the third one. Right. And the first two, do you remember anything about the first two? I remember the first one. The second one, not so much. because it's bad. Hmm. How about that? Now, granted, they did start changing things up in the last few years with all their movies. I think there's really a turning point in Captain America 2. I think that's kind of when they started going, hey, let's make this movie kind of a a heist movie. Let's make this movie uh, an action spy thriller kind of stuff. And the movies definitely got better. But there was that small period of time, and it was just like, oh, my God, this movie's exactly like all the others. It's just this dude hates this guy and wants to end him. Yeah, they pretty much had to follow Iron Man, which was the original was really great. 2 was good 3 I don't like to talk about I disagree I reverse it I would rather see 3 before I see 2 again eh. there is so much Avengers set up in 2 that I'm just like uh, can we just can we just get through this I mean I agree with that but I didn't like 3 there was just too much drama I hated the the villain in 2 yeah I agree at least they had some compelling story for why the villain in 3 wanted to kill Tony Stark this one was what was two? the the engineer got fired or some bullshit. Oh yeah, the engineer with the um the
1: the Russian the Russian with daddy issues, daddy's other daddy you
0: know took and all then stuff. The BS with the the parakeet. Oh yeah, my bud. Oh my bud. Now you're thinking about it and you're like, wow, I really probably don't like that movie as much as I remember.
1: I remember it being great at the time.
0: But I still stand two is still better than three. I would rather take anxiety Tony Stark over, oh, my God, I need to drink alcohol every five seconds Tony Stark. I don't know.
1: Oh, my God, I almost died.
0: (laughs) No, sorry. I did touch on it a little bit. Shut up. A few minutes ago with Gotham. Gotham is, to me, the very bottom of the hole as far as DC goes. Like, I don't think DC has ever been worse than with Gotham. Yeah, I didn't
1: watch, but maybe, like, that first season of Gotham, and then I stopped.
0: So this brings me back to a point, and we're kind of building off of thoughts that we've had so far on this episode. So earlier I said, you can't have a Joker without a Batman. It can't be the other way around. You can't have Joker first, and then Batman. And that's what Gotham did. Gotham starts having all these villains, and I could kind of see, okay, they have all these villains, and that's why Batman comes eventually. Yeah. But, the problem is, all these villains are significantly older than the the little kid. They should have made Batman, they should have made Bruce Wayne in Gotham. They should have made him, like, what, 16, 15, 16, something like that. A lot older than what he was.
1: Yeah. The first season, like I said, they had the great setup. They had everybody growing up. The Riddler, you know, Riddler's obviously older, way older than Batman. But, they had the Riddler set up, they had Catwoman set up, they had all that around, and then they just dropped the ball.
0: And then they brought in Joker. I, from what I've been told, the dude was actually a decent Joker. Yeah, he was. I, I, did, I didn't seen. watch it, so I have no comment on the matter. But you can't have Joker without a Batman. It just it doesn't work like that. It brings me to this next point of the Joker movie that just came out recently. Why is it even named Joker? Have you seen it? No, I didn't get to see it yet. So if you, look, if you watch it as a Joker movie, you're a little disappointed because Joaquin Phoenix is, I don't know, he's like in his 50s. Yeah. And then Bruce Wayne in that movie is a young kid, kind of like in Gotham. So when Batman gets old enough, dude, Joker's like 70 or 80. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Batman's fighting an old dude. I can't look at that movie as a Joker movie. If you look at it as this think piece of a mentally unstable person, then it's a decent movie. Yeah. And spoiler alerts for anybody that hasn't seen Joker. Are you going to see it? I'm gonna see it eventually, but you can go ahead with it. So, in the movie, I do like the fact that you don't know what he's saying, what he's telling you is true or not. Cuz that is that is the absolute true origin of Joker. You don't know what his origin is. Right. So he's talking to a psychiatrist, but the entire time you don't know what he's saying is true because in the end his mother tells him that his father is Thomas Wayne. So him and Bruce Wayne are essentially brothers, but Bruce Wayne is this young and he's this old. Doesn't make any sense, right? So I just I just do not like that. But then again, does it fit with the Joker origin where you don't know what he's saying is true? I mean, I guess that can make sense in his head, right? I don't, it just I don't know like age-wise, yes. I can
1: see that, but I don't know if they really cared too much about Bruce Wayne in those movies. More focused on Joker, obviously, because it's a Joker origin movie, supposedly. But well, just don't put him in it. I mean, I agree, but then again, that stops
0: your point of there's no Joker without Batman and Batman without Joker. No, see, if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna go all in on Joker before Batman, then you go all in on Joker before Batman. Don't show him at all. Just name drop him. Just name drop him. Or, hell, you can even say Batman's even in there. Oh, uh, there's a news article. Batman saves the day. You can, say, you can say that shit, you know? Yeah. Why make him a little kid? It makes no sense. And that infuriates me. It tells me that these executives are not paying attention to the comics and to all types of media that would suggest otherwise.
1: Or maybe they just didn't even want Batman in it. And, you know, those higher executives, like you said, they want Batman in it just to have that title.
0: Then just make him older, Right? Nothing says he has to be 20 years younger, 30 years younger than than Joker. Right. But as far as DC movies, obviously the, the pinnacle is the Dark Knight trilogy. I will put the Dark Knight trilogy up against any other movie, and it will still be better, I think. With the exception of the last two Avengers movies. I think those two Avengers movies are as good as the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree. Um, The Dark Knight series is definitely one of the the best trilogy for DC. I mean, they really don't have any other really good movies. They do make a lot of animated, really good shows. But movie-wise, no. Other than the Dark Knight, they really just bounce around between stories, villains, Marvel. Like I said, they originally had that independent phase of each origin. But then once they found where they were going with it, it all made sense. It all blended in one.
0: Whereas DC sees Marvel making all of this money, and they're like, "Well, shit, we can't just start from the very beginning. We gotta just kind of jump into this."
1: Yeah, Justice League.
0: Right. But you know, I'm eh, I'm okay with those origin stories of like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, because I wasn't very familiar with all that. If somebody's watching this and they do not know the origin story of Batman, I want you to let us know, because I don't think there's a single person on this on the planet that doesn't know the origin of Batman.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much a staple.
0: So why do I keep getting an origin of Batman?
1: Because everybody wants to tell their own story. Because each director wants that, oh, I created the best origin.
0: You can't change it. I mean, I agree with you, but that's that's if the you, way they think. If you change the origin, see, you're, it's, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You change the origin, you're like, bro, why'd you change the origin? You can't do that. If you don't change the origin, it's like, bro, why didn't you change the origin a little bit, man? Right. Just, like I said, it's more of those director's
1: things. I want to come out with the best one. But you're really not. You're really just creating and copying other people's just in a different way.
0: This was supposed to be a DC versus Marvel thing, and it's more like Marvel <laughs> versus Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump off onto uh, Superman for a second. I said this last week, Man of Steel, best Superman movie. Don't at me.
1: I agree. That was probably one of the pinnacles. I mean, you got the Christopher Reed ones. But those are great for its time.
0: I can't watch them now.
1: No, you can't watch them now. There's They're no like way. super boring. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to say something, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Superman Returns was a great Superman movie.
1: I'm going de- I'm, I'm to
0: definitely disagree with you because I definitely didn't like that one too much. Now, it was not action heavy. No, it wasn't. I absolutely loved the Lex Luthor, Superman, how they interacted towards the end of that movie. You know, the acting... When they're on that that little kryptonite rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, just... It was...
1: That one, I thought, was more of a great character movie. Yes. Like, they had Lois and her problems. Spoilers, you know, his kid. Kind of, you know, that kind of thing. And then where Superman went. And then how Lex Luthor and how he did and how he's trying to get Superman now that he's back. Yeah. It's just... More of a character story than it was a Superman movie.
0: It was supposed to be a a, a continuation of the earlier Superman movies. The it's, that's supposed to be the Chris Reeves Superman. I don't know, six foot something Superman's kind of you know. I mean, I'm just I'm just telling you what I've been told. I know, but I don't think we get Man of Steel without Superman Returns because, like you said, it was more character driven. There wasn't hardly any action. No. And then several years later, what did we get? Action heavy Superman, which was amazing. It was.
1: Henry Cavill. Mm.
0: I said it last week, and I'll keep saying it because I know Warner Brothers is listening. We want full beard Cavill. Black suit as well. And black suit as well. As far as other DC movies... Wonder Woman. I mean, that was good.
1: Yeah, My the, daughter that, loves it. That new one's coming out, so... Yeah, my daughter loves it, too. And she wants to go see the new one. I just... I don't understand how you can make a bunch of Wonder Woman. Now that you made the Justice League and explained where she is are you gonna go back and say oh yeah we got this and we brought back him and this and that you know
0: oh yeah uh chris pine's supposed to come back
1: yeah it's how do you do that uh, there's no way
0: they're, they're trying to do the tv route oh you know, we saw him die oh, you didn't no. see a body no they're doing a the comic book route everybody comes back <laughs> but i will stand by that dc might not have the best movies they have the best characters
1: they do have the best characters and the original characters, because a lot of Marvel's characters are based off of DC characters, mm-hmm. because DC came out first, and Marvel's like, "Oh, we gotta come out with something too."
0: I mean, as far as Marvel goes, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know who Iron Man was before the movies. I mean, I but knew, I, of I didn't them. really care.
1: I knew of them, but like, like you said, I, I knew DC. I mean, I knew Spider Man was. Everybody knew who Spider Man oh, yeah. was. Probably like my top three favorite superheroes. Yeah, so like I mean, Marvel had the super uh, the superheroes back when, but they had very few.
0: Batman numero uno, Spider Man number two, and we'll go Wolverine number three. I mean, I did name my son after him.
1: That's that's fair. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go with Deadpool number one. That's Deadpool has always been that crazy. That's like my mentality, crazy, just joking, never serious. Then you have Wolverine for number two, and then. A little bit of um, Batman for number three.
0: For y'all listeners out there that can't see me, I am literally about to fall off my seat because this guy just put Batman as number three.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not as Batman-driven as you are.
0: Batman's the best. For you. For everybody.
1: You can't sit there and tell me you can't have a chuckle every time Deadpool comes out.
0: Yeah, if I want to laugh, I go to Deadpool, obviously.
1: Yeah, I want to laugh. But if I want to go, you know, I'm Batman all the time, you know. I
0: just, I cannot believe what I'm hearing from you. I, I feel like I don't even know you at all. You know me. No. Yes, you do. Because you know I never had Batman top one. You were always Batman top. No, I thought he was at least top two. At least.
1: I mean, he's top three. Wolverine okay. Wolverine's always going to be my favorite until I had some some Deadpool here lately of um, Ryan Reynolds. Perfect Deadpool, by the way. And um, he moved up above uh, Wolverine. Because, you know, they don't make Wolverine movies anymore because, you know, somebody hung up
0: the claws. Hmm. Yeah, but it was perfect, though. I mean, you can't argue that, but I want more. I would go so far as to say that Logan is the best Marvel movie. Oh, I'm
1: going to have to agree with that. It had the right amount of drama, right in the feels, mm-hmm. and a lot of action.
0: That ending mm. hit me right in the feels. It did. It's like when I was, I remember when I was watching that movie, I was like, you know, I mean, they're going to have to kill this guy at the end, right? I mean, that's, way this, this, that's the only way this movie can end. And then when it happens, I'm like, God damn it, man! I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this at all. I wasn't prepared. I thought I was. My body's not ready.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Shut up.
0: Ultimately, Marvel has the better movies, and then DC has the better characters, the better animated stuff. They
1: do have better video games as well, DC does, than Marvel. Because Marvel's got, what, Ultimate Alliance? The same game a hundred times?
0: I mean, it was a really good game when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, if you had, like, three other friends.
0: Right. Right. And I only played Spider Man. Yeah. If we're being honest. But then again. Oh, no, I take that back. Spider Man and Wolverine.
1: I mean, then again, you know, Marvel did have Spider Man that just recently got released, what, last year? That one was, was you know, on par of one of the greatest games. Great story. Story was great. Change your makeup? Hmm. But then again, you have the Lego Batmans. I mean, who doesn't love Lego Batman? Right. And then you have DCUO. I don't know if anybody knows about that one. That was the MMO. You make your own character and you fight alongside all the DC people. Then you have The Injustice.
0: See, I'm not a big fighting game person.
1: No, no, but I'm not either. But the story behind the Injustice was great. Like how it showed Batman killing Joker. And I'm not Batman, I'm sorry. Superman killing Joker. Superman doesn't kill anybody normally in the comics. But, you know, Joker went out of the way, killed Lois Lane, spoilers. And that was the last straw. And then, you know, Batman and everybody goes back in, in time. So then there's two Supermans. There's the kind of story video games, you know, they have. You know, again, Marvel does not have those.
0: I honestly don't know of any good Marvel games other than Spider-Man. <laughs> I wouldn't even say Ultimate Alliance is any good. It's not. Not I all of hundred of them. <laughs> I didn't even play the one that came out last year.
1: They'd be great for free games, basically. If just to have. For like your kids to have their friends over kind of thing. But
0: They they came out with a uh, with an X-Men game. What, what, what was that game called? It came out, I'm telling you, it came out when we were kids. Yeah. It was like X-Men Legends? or I think so. Or something like that. I enjoyed that, but you know, I was also a kid. So.
1: They did come out with that Wolverine movie, I mean not movie, I'm sorry, video game, that was based off the movie, like the original standalone, mm-hmm. and it was just it was a lot of hack and slash basically. That was oh. all it was. Yeah. And side scrolling.
0: That X Men? You talking about X Men Origins? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. Eh. Thumbs down. Subpar. I just did not like that movie.
1: And then you had the Arkham games from DC. Ooh. All those. Great story.
0: Especially one and two. Oh yeah. I don't even think I played Origins.
1: I didn't tell. I didn't do the uh, the Telltale. I didn't play any of that one. But I heard it was pretty decent.
0: It keeps coming out on Switch on for on sale for like seven bucks, and I'm like, ooh, go make the jump. I just pay haven't 40, heard enough. To pay fourteen dollars and I get both games. You know, I've, but I'm like, I haven't
1: heard enough to just make that jump. It's point and click. Essentially. Yeah, I'm, I don't like that. I'm not either. I want to be able to control Batman. You know, and punch somebody in the face.
0: Exactly. Hmm. That was the good thing about that first Arkham game, Arkham Asylum. It was this contained story inside the asylum, and it was just oh, so good. It's the Batman but,
1: movie we wanted, but got as a game.
0: I will go so far as to say, obviously, Dark Knight is the greatest Batman media ever, Thank and you. then the anime series is like right there, right yeah. there. Oh yeah, Arkham City has probably the best overall story, right next to the Dark Knight, though. Oh
1: yeah,
0: oh, it was perfect
1: perfect character development all that other stuff gameplay oh it's just superb
0: hell we've talked about this for <laughs> we we discussed it before the show even started i was like this dc versus marvel discussion is going to take up so much time and as of right now it has we weren't wrong we weren't wrong so i think uh, i think this is a good stopping point for this discussion Knowing us, we always come back to this discussion. And honestly, I should just rename this the Batman discussion because that's kind of what it turned out to be. Yeah, basically. And uh, y'all let us know what, your, what y'all's thoughts are on DC versus Marvel, or in our case, Marvel versus Batman. So now we're going to jump into our mid year game of the year discussion. We both have a top five we're going to give you. A little disclaimer uh, there's a couple of games here and there that didn't come out this year, they came out maybe like last year, year before. So just just bear with us. You know, we work full-time. We can't play every single game that has come out this year. Christian, what would be number five for you?
1: Number five would probably be some Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It didn't get Game of the Year last year for some odd reason. I know it's a remake, but it was a really good original game for the Game Boy. And when they redid it, it was
0: just amazing. It was nostalgic and everything. I think they got the theme music perfect in oh, that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Like, I could listen. Well, granted, they played it the entire damn game. Yeah, they did. So you couldn't get, couldn't get enough of it. But my only issues with that, like, some of it I had to look up to be able to get through some of those dungeons. Oh, I had
1: that by memory because I played it so many times on the Game Boy as a kid. Oh, I could just close my eyes and know where I was
0: going. Yeah, I, I, I had never played it before. But my, uh, my number five, not technically a complete game, is DLC. The game came out a few years ago and it is one of my favorite games Dead Cells they released new DLC earlier this, earlier this year I played it earlier this year uh, they just released more DLC I have not played it yet I've beaten that game I've made several successful runs I have the one dead cell difficulty now and I cannot beat it to save my life I remember how hard that game was keep dying and keep dying I started over actually and got rid of a bunch of the useless weapons hmm. and traps and stuff. And it actually made it a lot easier because now I'm not starting off the game with a, a wooden hammer. Yeah, I know.
1: So my number four was going to be Outer Worlds. That came out last year and it just reminds me a lot of Skyrim, but like future-based. You go around with guns, doing side quests, stories, and pretty much anything you do changes the gameplay.
0: Like if you kill someone later, it...
1: It changes the quests and takes quests away from other people that have to deal with that
0: person. So it's almost kind of like a combination of Dark Souls and The Witcher, as far as that kind of element goes. Because in Dark Souls, if you killed old dude, then you can never get this item. Yeah. And in The Witcher 3, if you did this with one character, then another character could be pissed off at you. Exactly. I got you. uh, My number four is going to be Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, I just played it a couple weeks ago, and like I said last week on Episode 1, Resident Evil 3 is so streamlined. It is not a bunch of branching paths that you can go down. The puzzles are more accessible. They're easier to figure out. I don't think I had to look up anything to solve a puzzle. Yeah, Resident Evil 3 was
1: more action-packed than it was like RE2 or RE1, because that was more puzzle-based than anything. This one, you hear... Let's chase Nemesis. Let's fight Nemesis.
0: So you have to play this game as an action game. Because if you play it as a survival horror game, and you're hoarding stuff, and you're just trying to run, it doesn't work that way. Because those zombies come after you. Yes, they do. And Nemesis, that dude... Is relentless. Is relentless. He doesn't chase you around like in RE2 Remake. Whereas, you know, Mr. X would follow you throughout the entire place. Yeah. And it made it so difficult to do anything once you got to that point.
1: Yeah, he pretty much with him.
0: Yeah. You'd have to go in a room and hide. Yeah. And he wouldn't like some if it was a safe room, he wouldn't go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not the case for Nemesis. He don't care. Yeah. Safe room. Nemesis don't give two shits about your safe room. He will bust in there and he will kill you. He yeeted that door. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me when it first happened. Well, I bet. But like I was saying, his is more choreographed. It's you're running through it, and it's story based uh, drop ins by him. I mean, I heard
1: you can pretty much sit there and fight him because you have that special dodge, and you can pretty much
0: fight him and kill him. Yeah, but when you're already injured and you try to dodge him, that dude bitch slaps you like no tomorrow, and you get two hits and you're dead, and you're just like, dude, just leave me alone, just let me. He doesn't like, like he'll hit you. Knock you to the ground, and you're like, okay, maybe I have like a second to go a little bit further. No, you get up, he bitch slaps you again, and you're to the ground again. You're like, dude, come on, man. Sounds like you need to get better. <laughs> <Need> to, <laughs> as a uh, Dark Soul people would say, need to get good. Get good, kid.
1: So my number three is gonna be the FF7 remake, Final Fantasy Seven. Great game. I love the new fighting system in it. Uh, the story is pretty much almost identical to the original the only downside I have to it it's only episode one so it's only half the game if you're lucky yeah I beat it but they do have that function I think it's gonna break the game is you can replay the whole story but as your character with your same experience and level and all that and you still gather experience so you can be a 99 by the time the new one comes out so I think that's gonna break the game
0: wow I have been wondering how they're gonna how they're gonna do that I've been hearing rumors that they're just going to release it like the the rest of the games. It's not going to be... Like, on the box, it doesn't say Episode 1 or Part 1. It just says Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, people are thinking maybe they're going to release it as DLC. Yeah, the additional story. That makes sense. Yeah. i would be okay with that. Just release it in, like, little chapters. They need to uh, go ahead and release it now because I'm going to play it. It's on my backlog. You need to hurry and play it. I remember bitching about Best Buy not giving it to me in time because they gave it to me two weeks after it released and I was pissed and I haven't even played it yet. Shame. But the reason is because of my number one and I'll get to that in a second. Indeed. My number three as of right now The Last of Us 2 is number three. I haven't played enough of it to move it much further but I have enjoyed Last of Us 2 more than the Dead Cells and the Resident Evil 3 remake so far and I can't really give too much about Last of Us 2 without going into spoilers or repeating essentially what we said last week so my number two would be last of us part two uh, like i said earlier
1: i've played about 25 hours into it and yet unknown if i'm at the end in the middle they said it's about a 30 hour game we'll see can't spoil anything because you know matt's only played a few hours into it and a lot of y'all haven't you know played it yet but the story hits you in the fields the whole way
0: this isn't spoilers or anything at one point, the game kind of opens up and you can kind of go explore a little yeah. more of the city. Yeah. I went to this one part, this one part, and it was like this underground building or, or something. Was it the bank? I think so. Yeah, that was the. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was the, the bank. B- okay, so you went there too? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was just, uh I just went in there all willy nilly. I had instant regrets. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of bad things down there. Lots. But that's the great thing about, about this game. If you go explore, they give you incentives to go explore. You have items that you can get, weapons that you can get. Yeah, for all your upgrades, if y'all are not familiar with The Last of Us. The Dark Souls fan of me loves that fact. That if I go explore, I'm going to get some something in return. Yeah, you get that reward factor for it. Exactly. My number two, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I, again, I talked about this last week. I think this is the better game between the sequel and the first game, The Blind Forest. It's one of those games where if you play the second one, you're not going to want to play the first one because the second one is it just improves so much on the first one, you just don't want to go back. I mentioned it last week. Go play the first one, then play the second one so you can get the full story. Get hit in the feels both times. I don't want to rehash what I've already said. Yeah, I understand.
1: So my second one... It's, you know, a streamlined one, but it's really entertaining. The Call of Duty series with their Battle Royale. They have a little new thing. I don't know if it's new for a lot of people, but they have, like, a blood money. Unlimited Respawn, and you pretty much go around pissing people off. You steal their money, and it pretty much labels everybody that has a lot of money. So you just land down, piss them off, and leave. I love doing that. I love being solo and just dropping down and pissing people off. It's good times. Like I said, it's more streamlined than anything on you. I play a lot of shooters, so, I mean, Call of Duty has to be one of those up there. And the story for this one probably took the cake better than uh, the original
0: Modern Warfare. I don't play Call of Duty. Oh, I know. And it's not because I, I wouldn't love to play online. It's mainly because I suck. I Shut get. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly because I can't get killed by a 12-year-old sitting in his damn white tighties eating Cheetos, you know what I'm saying? That hurts my pride too much. Well, I mean, I understand, but it happens. You respawn and dead. Respawn, dead. Yeah, that's the like,
1: good thing about the Battle Royale. You don't respawn right there, you respawn in the air. so Oh, well. You can go wherever you
0: want. I, if, if I'm going to play a shooter, I'd rather just play Destiny. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, my number one, Neo 2. This game took me so long to beat. I was probably around 60 hours into this game. Jeez. This is why I did not play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I haven't played Doom Eternal yet. Wow. This is why it took me so long. I had Ori, I had Resident Evil 3, all those games at once ready to play. I couldn't play it because Neo 2 was taking me so damn long to beat. You were committed to that? I was. Because after playing the first one for like a couple hours. I won't talk about the first one. Yeah. Like Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Once you play the first one, I mean, once you play the second one, you don't want to go back and play the first one, and I probably won't ever play the first one. Yeah, I won't play the first one either. I got to the first boss, and I was like, nah. Okay. hard pass. I'm good." The the second one is is so much better. They have they improved on everything. It kind of streamlines everything. The bosses are not as tough, but it kind of varies in difficulty. There's nothing like sitting in a boat, You've got a big ass boss, and no room to run. Oh no, there there's one in Neo Two. He's like a uh, like a bull or something, and... You mean bullshit, right? Yeah. No. It got to the point where I was like, I had to put it down, because it it, it was pissing me off so much. I'm done. I can't tell you, I probably spent seven hours trying to beat this boss, and then guess what? Guess what they did? These sons of bitches, you beat the boss, the next region, they bring back that damn boss, and you have to kill him again, and he's not even the main boss in the level. You can't go any further in the level until you beat that damn boss. Hmm. Like I no. was so pissed. Sounds like a hard pass. But, you know, once you beat it, it I was so relieved. I still have to go back, because you do a new game plus where you can go back and min-max all your gear. You get divine gear, and that's where supposedly the real game starts, is the new game plus. You can go and actually start making builds, ninja builds, omeo builds, stuff like that. And I I had so many games on my backlog that I just didn't, couldn't put forth the time for it, so I just... Just moved on and it was probably better for my sanity yeah probably so my number one is Xenoblade Chronicles 2 like
1: episode one I talked about Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade Chronicles 2 story and gameplay blows shut up Blade, Xenoblade Chronicles the requel out the water like Chronicles 2 had the great story great characters wouldn't say so much great fighting because it's something you had to get used to because it's an auto fight but you had aspects to change how you fought. But I'm still playing Xenoblade Chronicles. I done beat Chronicles 2. I try to get Matt to play it. But as you know, you heard, his plate is full.
0: I just don't know if I'm interested in putting forth... I'm assuming it's a 100-hour game. It's a, oh, J, it's dude, a JRPG. It's
1: easy, it's easy. Easy 100 hours.
0: Yeah, I just don't know if I have that commitment right now to... Oh, you? there's no way. You got so much backlog, it's not even <laughs> funny. Well, it's on the Switch, so I can do it at work. Yeah, but then you have how, how many other games do you have on the Switch that you have backlogged? A lot. Okay, there you go. <laughs> just to just to ramble off some of the games I have on the backlog, like, I obviously have the Dead, Dead Cells DLC. Yep. I got a finished Pokemon oh, yeah. DLC. I, ha- I have Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Yeah. I have Crypt of the Necro Dancer on there that I haven't played. And this is just off the top of my head. I have to finish Breath of the Wild DLC. Good luck with that. Yeah, uh, it's not working out for me very well as of yet. And I, I probably have about three other games on there. Yeah. Oh, all the uh, the Resident Evil games that I got? Yeah. Four, they, five, and six. They fixed those controls. I'm not even touching those. Yeah, four. I started it, and I was like, dude, this sucks. Yeah, the controls are horrible. Did you try it on Switch?
1: I did, and I was not a fan because I played it originally when it came on the PlayStation
0: and the GameCube. I never had a GameCube, so... Hmm. But those are our top five for the year. Actually, uh, one second. I have an honorable mention. I played it in January. It is probably, I would say, at least top five games of all time. I played Bloodborne for the first time. It was one of the most fun experiences I've had in video games ever. I love the story, the character, like the character design, everything about that game. I got a Switchblade scythe, that was the coolest thing ever. It took me about 50 or 60 hours to beat it, and I've beaten every boss with the exclusion of the last boss in the DLC because screw that guy. That dude was a dick. And after, I mean, I told you Neo 2, I played that for about eight hours to beat that one boss. Yeah, yeah this boss was longer, and I couldn't beat him. I was like, I'm done.
1: Yeah, no, after you put all that commitment, no, there's no way.
0: Yeah, I'm out. The DLC was hard as it is, and they put that boss in there, and I'm just like, no. No thanks. I'll, c- I'll come back to it later. Hard pass. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention that because Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 are in my top five games of all time. So y'all should go play them. Well, to close out this episode, we want to give y'all our recommendation of the week. I think we both have movies that we want to recommend. Indeed, I do.
1: So I have 1917. I don't know if a lot of y'all have watched it or heard about it. It's that old World War where... These two guys are sent further around through Germany's hard lines to uh, stop a uh, advancement because they have um, going pretty much going to their death, basically in a nutshell. So these two dudes are supposed to go uh, through the dead zone slash German infested areas and battle zones. Just two of them, not a platoon, not a fire team. Two people go across high days of traversing to stop this forward march because they were pretty much going to their doom.
0: Was that the Christopher Nolan movie? It was. Okay. What was was there a whole lot of talking in that movie? Yes. It was? Yeah. There was something about that I heard about that movie that they were like, "Oh, there's not a lot of this." Well, there's talking and then I can't really spoil
1: cuz I want you yeah. to watch it, but I can see where there was no talking he was talking about, but
0: yeah, you go watch it, you'll see why. Oh. How was uh Harry Styles? You know. Did you uh fangirl over him? No. No? No, not like that. You yeah. know. Hmm. Good fooled me. My uh my recommendation for the week is going to be you can uh you can watch it on Netflix. It's Hell or High Water. It has Chris Pine and Ben Foster. Ben Foster was in he's been in several movies. The one that I recognize recognize him from is Thirty Days a Night. He was that first vampire. The one that was talking about eating raw meat. And then Chris Pine obviously from Star Trek so they're brothers and Ben Foster is the oldest of the two i think anyways he's the he's the the bad one out of the two he's the one that always gets in trouble Chris Pine is the one that is the good one sounds like our relationship yeah and so Chris Pine owns a a farm and it's going bankrupt he, he the, the bank is about to take his farm from him and he wants it for his kids so, in order to pay off the bank, they need a shit ton of money. So, they go and rob banks all around Texas. That sounds fun. But, you want to know the, the kicker? The banks that they're robbing are the banks that are foreclosing on their home. So, essentially, they're stealing money from the bank and then giving it right back to them. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. That was clever. Yes. So, it, it's essentially, they're robbing these banks and trying to be smart about it. And then, obviously, you know, things go sideways... They have Texas Rangers on their on their tails, and it's just it's it's a very very good movie. I highly recommend it. But I think that's gonna conclude this episode. So thank y'all for showing up. Thank y'all for listening. All the support. Please give us reviews. Please share this. Give us any kind of feedback on how we can improve this podcast for y'all. And uh, yeah, pretty hope, much
1: tell us how we how we fucked up. Let us fix it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So again. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you all next week.